Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And we are back. Um, you know, we we said we were done for the year, but there is a game before the end of 2023 or a week, rather, uh, week 17, that the Millie boys just needed to chime in on and give you our, our expert advice. That being said, um, our listener, John, from the Seacoast uh-huh. uh, was probably 20, 25 points shy of the Millie maker lineup last week. And he did it by shorting every single option that we had. <laughs> and to quote the late, great Whitney Houston. Yeah. It's not right, but it's okay. Yeah. We want to <laughs> dance with somebody. We want to dance with somebody. That's it. That's all we're asking for. And yeah. He so, uh, he fully shorted us. Unbelievable. It, it, fantastic work. Um, so that being said, we are here. And, you know, we talked about it this morning and we're, this is an early morning recording for us. Um, and we're just we're trying to hit home runs now. We've made everyone more than their money back. Now it's time to hit some home runs. And there's no better person to lead us off and make that happen than America's best friend, Alex. Yep. All true. right. Well, um, we're going to continue hot hand streak here, right? So let's go with Chris Godwin of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, floor over the last three games is 10 targets. He's had a floor of... We'll call it 10 points, but a ceiling of 20 and a half. Um, Baker's cooking right now, and I just think it's a good play this week with a matchup that, you know, he can get loose on. They're going to look at Evans through this game. Yeah. Um, is Lattimore healthy? Does anybody know? Gibby? Cornerbacks um, are your specialty. You should know this. You need this know, off the top. I know. I was looking at other – we had different uh, guys jammed into the flex position. All right. Well, while you, you investigate yeah. uh, Lattimore real quick, AB, that is a good point because Evans and Lattimore have this long standing rivalry where, Oh, that's true. They turn the whole game into just them. It's like backyard schoolyard. And so backyard schoolyard, that doesn't make any sense. Somebody <laughs> should have okay. stopped me there. Um, Let's but, check in with Julio. Yeah, we'll check with him. Simon Ramon will get us. Um, so I think if that is the case, if Lattimore's healthy and playing, he just takes Evans out of games and Baker has been cooking and he's been feeding Godwin. Um, it's just been Godwin, White, and Evans basically sharing. So if Lattimore's playing, I love this even more. And even if not, the volume and Tampa needs to win, right? The last two weeks yeah, of the season, we play. have to play teams that have something to play for. Mm-hmm. So I like it. I like it a lot. 
Um, yeah, it, like Evans and and uh, and Lattimore have like repurposed the Crabtree Talib, um, yep, Talib rivalry, yep. and it's yep. fantastic. So, yep. I mean, there is a chance that Evans is gone by the first half, just getting ejected. Yeah, yeah honestly, it's in play. It's absolutely in play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Lattimore's he's not on the injury report. So this is a good pick. AB love it. And, uh, you know, to your point earlier, we've, we've started, we we inadvertently have been building cash lineups for a GPP. So we haven't been making everybody money and we've been in the money basically every week, except for a couple, but we're not really hitting those home runs. So every pick we make, I'm going to give the the ownership projection so that we can make sure that we're going back to that. Um, Godwin's at, uh, implied ownership of 6%. So that's right where we want to be. That's a good number. Anything under 10 is really nice. You can win the million maker with a couple of those guys. Yeah. Godwin has the talent and the ability and the, the opportunity to score 30. Right. Yep. So, yep. yep. Um, there you have it. The, um, the wide receiver that we left out that you guys were teasing me all week. First, it mm-hmm. was okay. We're going to start Stidham. We're going to maybe play Jerry Judy, which I know would be a disaster. But at the same time, I had a really good boomer nickname for Judy. Um, All right. Well, you could fire it. We'll give it to you. Your season's over. It's it's post-mortem. Why don't you fire it anyway? uh, You know, if we win out. Yeah, 1.2%. Broncos win out. And then Kansas City loses these next two games. Sure, uh, sure. The Broncos are the AFC West. uh, Crazier things have happened, but not crazier than that. (laughs) <laughs> well, you so, got to give us the nickname now. Well, I had sweet Ju- Judy Blue Eyes. Um, oh, that's good. Still snatching young, which that's is right good. up Boomer's alley. Um, oh man, that's good. That's a shame. It's a shame he's so bad at football. And we can't play him. <laughs> man, he take us to a quarterback. Um, we're going back to an old friend this week. We're going to our our buddy CJ Stroud. Um, because he missed a few weeks they tend to depress the price on these guys after a few weeks out. I know they do a pretty good job of keeping up with it, but he's not super expensive must win for Houston. Um, He's there, you know, they're throwing the ball. Like they're not going to like change the way that they, they run the offense and his ownership is implied ownership is 5%. So we liked one of his receivers. We kind of backed into him this week with him being back being healthy, but yeah, he's, he's great. I mean, there's no reason to fade him, especially against a team that doesn't stop anybody. And and so we've talked about Lamar, like we're going to, you know, take some gambles here. We talked about Stidham to try and jam Christian McCaffrey in like there. There are a number of different routes you can go this week. I feel like this is the first week we've had 13 games um, on a Sunday. Like it feels like it's been 10 games and 11 games and you've missed some of the stars. But Nico Collins and CJ Stroud like that combination hits all the time unless tank Dell is involved. And, uh, and so we went with Nico Collins. Um, You know, there's still Noah Brown there. I think Dalton Schultz is back, but he's, he's looking for Nico Collins. Um, So we we've got him at wide receiver It's 7,300. And he was, I think before Stroud got hurt, he was in like the 8,400 range. So it's a value play for a high volume guy when, when Stroud's involved. Yeah, uh, projected ownership twelve point five percent, implied ownership eleven. So the, when those two come together, you're, you're, you can be pretty sure of the number. But that's fine. Um, you know, you got to have some guys that are going to score points, and he's been doing it, and he's the only guy there. So, yep. What's the ownership on Stidham this week? I know you guys are excited about him, but ownership on Stidham might be interesting to see. So three percent projected ownership. Yeah, 
four percent implied. I think um, I think what happened is we should maybe we should think about shorting ourselves, shorting yeah. ourselves before Dubs gets a chance to short us. And our first instinct was Stidham, but that's probably everybody's instinct because he's cheap and you can jam everybody else into the lineup. So I think that's going to be like a, there's no edge there. You know, playing him, you're just taking the risk for no real upside. Yeah. So um, yeah. So another dub special that he he openly criticized us. There was an email uh, to the the account, a text message. Uh He said, you guys love DeAndre Swift. He found us Uh, on Telegram. He found us everywhere. Truth Social. Pigeon carrying a letter. Like it was a nightmare. Um, But Maddie, you were in on Swift. Yep. Tell me about it. So a couple reasons. One, the Eagles need to get right, right? They need to do something. And he's been he's been looking great. Um, heavy home favorite, good game script against a really bad rush D. Um, he's had at least 16 carries in six of his last eight games where the Eagles won. Um, 18 of 20 the last two weeks, 18 and 20 the last two weeks. Um, and Arizona's given up 16 plus carries to a running back in every game this year. Hertz doesn't look right. They're not really you know, it's not that same offense from last year. And Swift actually looks like they're kind of like leaning on him a little bit to get this, um, get into the that two seed. So it makes sense in a game where they're probably going to have to score a lot of points. And Hertz has kind of not looked himself. Um, and I think people just like don't like to play Swift. He's right in that sweet spot of like not expensive, but not cheap. And people always think that they he's like the guy that gets hurt all the time, but he can break long runs. He's a home run hitter. So. He is, think, and, and he's getting 20 touches a game. And yep. if the Eagles are up two scores, they're not doing the tush push down at the end zone, right? No. Like they're going to hand it off to Swift, save like their offensive lineman yep. uh, hurts a little bit. So um, I think yep. one of those touchdowns that would probably go to Hertz traditionally might go to Swift. Yeah. Uh, you might the only see- fear. The only fear is Gainwell at the goal line because he has to get that say. works. Like, yeah. is Gainwell going to get in? Yeah. Um, but we don't. But- you know, we get a long touchdown, or he catches passes. Right. Like ownership seven point five percent. It's he's a home run hitter. That's what we need if we're going to try to win the Millie Maker, right? We do, and Devonta Smith um, in that game as well. It's going to be a high scoring game. Uh, Arizona can score. Maybe he gets open. He breaks one. He's another home run hitter. Uh, they're going to be doubling up on AJ Brown constantly yep. and putting a safety over on that side of the field. Yep. Um, Devonta Smith is going to see, even if he's getting six targets or five targets, he's catching him four for 75 and getting into the end zone, I think three of the last four weeks. So, um, you know, it, I, I think it's a, a safe bet at, 10 is the floor and maybe you get up to 25. Yeah. He's, he's efficient too. He doesn't really drop passes like every week. He ends up within one or two at most catch wise against the amount of targets he's got. Like it's, it's kind of remarkable. He, his worst game was against Dallas and it was like a fluky game. Um, But he basically catches everything. So he's super efficient. So he doesn't need tons of volume, like to your point to get there. And he's a breakout home run hitter type guy. So, um, Rashad White, Alex, you've been in on Rashad all all season. Yeah, he continues to score. I mean, this guy's floor at this point is 15 points. <clears throat> um, you know, he's just looks good, fits into this offense while they've got a good matchup this week. Um, I think we plug him in again and continue riding him. Yeah, this one's easy. It's just volume, right? He's going to be heavily owned, but that's okay. You're not going to build a millimaker lineup and win with everybody not being owned. Um, 
he'll be our highest owned guy, 17.5%. But he just remains relatively unexpensive yeah. though, right? Or inexpensive, yeah. excuse me, at 7,900 when he continues to have 20 point games weekly. Every week, he just doesn't stop getting fed. Like, you know, and he catches passes. Like he's kind of one of those guys at the end of the year, he's just a cheat code. I mean, he hasn't, if we go back to October 22nd against Atlanta, that was his lowest scoring week at 12.9 in the past like, two, two months. months ago. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> you know, he's just like, so it should be way more than 7,900. It should like, be 8,500. It's crazy like, that he's less expensive than Travis Etienne, who is terrible. Just terrible. <laughs> well, he, he actually gets touches around the goal line too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's a no brainer. Um, we love Rashad white. Uh, I think this might be three consecutive weeks for him in the lineup. Good. Good. Let's ride him all the way out. Yeah, he might be like our new uh, ASB. Um, yeah. Brown, but yeah. Um, yeah, White, fantastic. Um, I love it. And then we've got another three initial name, JSN, uh, Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. Did I get that right? You nailed it. That might have been your best work. That was, that was great work. <laughs> I, I'm a little concerned there's no Drew Locke um, behind center this week. <laughs> You wake up every morning concerned there's no Drew Locke. <laughs> Where's Drew Locke? What's he doing job. today? Is he contributing to you know, society? They, they say like the the executives that are like the billionaires, they don't check their email in the morning. They just check if Drew Locke is going to be behind <laughs> set. <laughs> uh, if he gets another, if he gets a contract next year to go, it maybe he stays in Seattle. I don't know. But if he gets a, a chance to win a job, it is going to be a tough spring and summer for AB and I. Well, I, I am interested if Seattle makes a trade um, and they send Drew Locke back to Denver for Russell Wilson and they just pretend it didn't happen. They took the draft picks, they got off some money, and uh, Drew Locke is back in my life. Oh, man, it's you're so far down the well. It's we can't even pull you back up. Every single scenario. But JSN, and I'm not even looking at numbers. I've just – some of the games I've watched, he's more involved in the offense and – He's someone they're looking to, and I don't know if the target share has gone up significantly by any stretch, but um, pretty pretty steady route participation target share wise. Um, small incremental gains in his target share, but a pretty significant bump in his routes run, which is really the more important metric to to make yeah. sure the other one it pulls targets up. Um, so yeah. I love it at 5,800. You know, there are a couple guys there. There's OBJ, and maybe that's interesting if Zay Flowers doesn't play, but um, we've got a tight end from that game, and we you want to get something in with Baltimore-Miami. Um, yep. And I feel like the the one flaw with this potential lineup is we that's might not good. have enough juice in this game. Um, but it's not a Nance game. It's a 1 p.m. Mm. Um, you know, I think it's Ian Eagle. Uh, oh, wow. So- yeah, he'll get excited for a bit, but tight end Isaiah likely. Maddie, you were loving this as soon as I said it. Yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, that game is going to have points. It, it, well, let me say there is a chance. There's like a thirty-three percent chance, probably in around that area, that that game just becomes like a defensive struggle. Yeah, um, both defenses are top five in the league. It's going to be one or the other, but I think what happens in games like that more often than not is the target share and the work gets pretty consolidated to the guys who can make plays. So since Keaton Mitchell has left the lineup when he blew his knee out, they've started manufacturing more touches for Flowers, who we were also thinking about this week, but he's not been practicing, so not a risk we're going to take. Likely is electric. He's He's got deep 
um, like long touchdown potential. He Lamar has been looking for him. He kind of like improvises. He's using him a lot like he may have used Andrew. So the one place that um, Miami can be exploited is in the defensive backfield. They're just not, that's not where they're the strongest right now in the safety and linebacker spots. So yep. I don't know. It's kind of a play, a, a volume play. Plus like if, if he's going to consolidate targets and if flowers doesn't play, then it's a really good situation, but he's just good. He can break long runs. He is. Um, Alex, do you want to take us through our, our defense? No. <laughs> so, <laughs> Denver's defense is at 3,700. I have no idea how this game is going to go. Um, I, they're, I'm done with long walks in the woods. Um, yeah. well. um, we're, we're good. They're playing Easton stick. Um, you know, there's something to play for to a degree. Who knows how it goes? Um, but it's 3,700. Easton Stick is going to have two turnovers and probably get sacked three times. Easton, I feel like if you can't come up with a nickname for Easton Stick, we're not going to allow you to do these anymore. Yeah. Well, I already did my boomer of the week. It's Yeah, I know. I'm talking, let's give you till next week on this one. Yeah. I mean, week 17, we might be playing Easton Stick. Yeah. <laughs> well, here, so here's the thing. This um, podcast technically owes some portion of its roots to Easton Stick. Is that true? It, Oh yeah, the Trey Lance backup, mm-hmm. right? Yep, yep. So, uh, you know, if Easton Stick wasn't so bad, and he maybe <laughs> beat Trey Lance for that job, we wouldn't even be here, right? This podcast might not no, exist, I, and yeah, it would be over. So I don't know what that means for Easton Stick. I just know that it means that we are uh, correlated. Yeah. It, so Denver's thirty seven hundred. Um, you're going to see a pick six. Wow. Yeah, can we, can we bet that? Is that a Gibby's lock that. of the week? Should we bet that? It's, it's Gibby's lock of the week. Okay. Um, so we have C.J. Stroud, uh, DeAndre Swift, Rashad White, Devontae Smith, uh, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. That's two for two on him. Thank you. Uh, Nico Collins, Isaiah Likely, Chris Godwin, and Denver. Um, that is probably going to make us somewhere around, I don't know, $137,000 after tax each. So. Okay. I like it. Uh, Easton Stick over one over 0.5 interceptions is minus 145 right now. Stidham is also minus 145. Oh, maybe they're going to be picks. Maybe yeah. we're just betting on picks for both those guys. We might. It might okay. be a live bet. <laughs> yeah, it will be. Yeah. Each drive. But yeah. uh, anyway, gentlemen, thank you. Happy New Year to our listeners. Um, we wanted to sneak this last one in for you. I know we missed a couple people on my thank you list of 45 people. Um, Brian Mason was really upset about it, but uh-huh. Brian oh, no. Mason really let off the show and uh, back in, I want to say October of 2022. So that's right. Thank that's you, Brian. Amazing. And KJ Hancock is coming back um, to help us through the NFL playoffs. So uh, yeah. KJ, I didn't thank him either. So a couple missed opportunities and there are probably K- a few more. KJ has uh, brought my, to my attention, something that I should have been doing a long time ago. He eats his wings with um, like, gloves like surgical gloves gloves on yeah i feel like whenever i eat wings out in public i can't help but get messy are there people that can eat wings without getting their hands all messy what is that is it it's not possible right so but you can't bring gloves out with you well that was my next question gloves to the restaurant here's the here's the fix you go to whole foods they got a really nice hot bar you get some wings you bring them home you throw them in the oven or the air fryer for just a minute or two to give them a nice crisp and bounce them back. And then you can put your gloves on at home and it's a much better situation. So 
Also, too, uh, teaser, I spent some time uh, this week with my good buddy, Brian Murata, and he'll be coming back on in a few weeks, and he has some stories. One of them involves him knowingly letting himself get wrapped up by a boa constrictor and almost dying um, on camera. So we got some content coming. That one could go a little long, but Brian's coming back, and he's coming back with a vengeance. I can't wait for it. Alex, parting shot? No, I have nothing this week. I'm just happy. Happy New Year to everybody. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Everyone, year. enjoy New it. Year. New year, not New Year's. AB, of course, got it right because he's a legend. <laughs> yeah. New Year's. And, and get rid of people say that say New Year's. There's no S. It's like Barnes and Nobles. There's no S there. Oh, my mother nails it every single time. Hannah. Uh, uh, we're going to the Shaz. Yeah, the Shaz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Happy New Year, guys. See ya. Thank you.